Craig Bishop and Council Roundup. Excuse me, Mayor, what are we voting on? I believe the other. Oh, I'm not done. All the memories. <laughs> All right. Uh, so last night was uh, another interesting meeting where you had uh, aldermen and older women chiming in via video hookup, and uh, thankfully. Uh, we're not relying on the clerk's audio. Last week we had problems with the clerk's audio. It did not include like the the direct video link, so yeah. it was, you know it sounded like somebody was on a phone, uh, and it was like a phone yeah. that was in the other side of the room. It didn't sound too great this week either, but well, at least it was a little better. We did get um, the mayor's communication staff did send me direct audio uh, that included the much higher quality audio of people oh, who were okay. remote. So we've got that now. So cool. that's actually fantastic. It gives us the ability to really delve into some of the comments from uh, Alderwoman Turner, Alderwoman DeCenso, yeah. and so on. But yeah, last night, uh, two-hour meeting, uh, they did take care of some city business at the tail end of the meeting. We'll touch on some of that and the spending that's happening, but also uh, a lot of the focus last night was on uh, getting updated what's the latest in Sangamon County when it comes to uh, the coronavirus uh, response. So uh, Fire Chief uh, Alan Riney is the kind of go-to guy for the city when it comes to the, the coronavirus response for Sangamon County. So he's on with the uh, uh, the, the working group uh, to to uh, really kind of respond in Sangamon County proper. Uh, but he was there last night to update uh, the city council on uh, what exactly is going on. So here's a little bit of his opening uh, comments. Heeding the governor's uh, advice or order on staying at home, uh, still having parties, still not doing that social distancing thing. We worked with the parks. Uh, the parks have taken steps to uh, address those concerns. Uh, this uh, this week we started working with the uh, county parks just to make sure that everybody was on the same page. So that same page is uh, no gatherings, public or private, of 10 people or more. Uh, it's part of the stay-home orders, also closing down non-essential businesses and so on. They didn't really talk about that aspect. They talked more about the gatherings, right? They didn't talk about, well, we hear this business is still operating and they shouldn't be. Uh, it was more about people hanging out, playing sure. basketball games. So we'll, we'll hear more of that. But, but uh, the fire chief last night also talking about other things they're really focusing on, including food supply for, like, the Central Illinois Food Bank. Really, we're trying to look two or three weeks out just to see uh, if, if, we get, if we get a surge, if there's a run on um, our food supply for the Central Illinois Food Bank to make sure that they have enough uh, resources to uh, fulfill those needs. But we're going to hear a lot more about messaging from all kinds of aldermen. Uh, and that's something that um, Chief Riney also uh, touched on. It's a very hard thing uh, to get that message out to people that aren't, um, aren't uh, either on those avenues to get the message or just not really believing what they're hearing. So that's been a little bit frustrating this week, just trying to work through that. But... I yeah. vote the latter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he also talked about testing and the need for getting numbers 
be factual. Uh, at least some clinics aren't testing for flu A. They're just going straight to the COVID test. Uh, we've heard a lot about this uh, Abbott test that's coming. Uh, that is, uh, it's a five to 15 minute test. But we haven't seen that uh, entirely deployed quite yet. And he yeah. says that uh, just the lack of uh, available testing is something that uh, we're feeling here locally as well. At the local level at the, is the same at the state level. So so some aldermen also uh, talked about the zip codes uh, and this new function that the State Department of Public Health has to allow for people to search a zip code and see how many cases are in that particular zip code. Uh, but Alderman uh, Hanauer said that uh, he couldn't believe that there weren't any cases in like uh, one zip code in his area. He believes that there's um, uh, cases in every zip code all across the city. Uh, and that's something that uh, the fire chief also kind of reiterated um, when it comes to that type of reporting. I think I said in the beginning was just that those cases per 100,000. And I saw that zip code uh, reference that you're talking about. And I personally, I don't believe that for a second. There's no there's no way every zip code in our community doesn't have at least somebody that's a high likelihood of, of that's home quarantine or home isolated on doctor's advice, yeah. just waiting for either to get better or for the symptoms to become worse i find that hard to believe yeah it's pretty simple greg you know it's like we don't have enough tests to test everybody that's the problem that's why the numbers are the way they are well and when it comes to the zip code function the um state's department of public health has that the the zip codes do not include cases fewer than five right so if a zip code has four cases or something they're not going to report that just because of privacy concerns if you if you're able to only check out four people and you can start making some conclusions then then you're going to be violating that individual's privacy so uh that's one reason why it might not be popping up uh when you do the zip code search uh but yeah it's 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 all about the numbers right now it seems that we're, sit, we're wanting to take a step back, get as much of the data in as possible, and uh, that's going to take a lot of time. Sagamon County Department of Public Health, while they do follow up with people and they're very good with that, obviously as the number gets, uh, as it increases, that's going to be more difficult. And uh, But it's still, it's really incumbent upon the person to, to report that back. And he's talking in particular about the recovery of uh, individuals from COVID. Coming back, we'll uh, get to some of the questions that uh, Alderman had for the fire chief when it comes to homelessness, uh, when it comes to messaging, uh, and then also we'll uh, delve into what uh, the mayor is likely to announce today. uh, And that would be uh, an order of sorts to level civil penalties against people who are violating the uh, stay-at-home orders. Uh, But last night, a lot of talk about messaging, uh, a lot of talk about uh, making sure the community knows uh, what exactly the stay-home orders entail. Uh, but there, there, there is a little bit of confusion as well uh, with some aldermen and their understanding of what the stay-home order entails versus what law enforcement's understanding is. We'll hear that too, uh, but a lot to get to here. Last night, uh, one of the questions that was raised to the fire chief, uh, Alan Reine, uh, who's kind of helping lead uh, the, the response here, uh, it was about the homeless population. Alderman Sean Gregory had that question for the fire chief and how that uh, situation is playing out at some of the uh, the centers. But we do track the numbers uh, daily, and I think yesterday they had one person leave uh, one of the two shelters. I honestly can't remember which one. But for the most part, the people that agreed to quarantine there, uh, they've stayed there. They have uh, they've complied with it, and that's uh, we're a little more than a week into that now. So that's that's promising. That. Uh, the homeless population that have gone to these shelters are sheltering in place, so to speak. 
Uh, now from Alderwoman Turner, she really opens up here about what she's seeing out there and how there needs to be a coordinated uh, response and a lot of messaging to yeah. uh, let constituents know what's, uh, what to do and what not to do. And I'm glad you got this into clarity, too, yeah. because it's like I, I, I couldn't understand it on the thing. And I know a lot of people probably did that listen to the feed. So go ahead. The uh, virus is disproportionately affecting the African-American community. That's, you know, we hear about it in Chicago, but it's it's everywhere. And I'm very concerned that in, I'm concerned about the entire city, don't anyone misunderstand me. But I know that recently we have seen a disproportionate amount of of activity, uh, large gatherings, gun violence, those types of things that have been concentrated in awards two, three. I know there have been some things in five. There have been some things in six. And we've we've heard the stories. You know the the shooting mm-hmm. incidents that have happened. Uh, you've heard about uh, you know, groups of people at parks being uh, told to you know break it up uh, and so on. But uh, she also talked about uh, some of the other things that she's seeing out there. Pushback. You know, I know that. Um, I had the police go out to several pickup basketball games, and then I, you know, contacted uh, the school district and park district. They finally took the rims down, but people are still getting together with street parties. It's getting warmer. There's going to be more of that. Her message. People are dying, and and we we have not seen the worst of it. Everybody says that the next two weeks are going to be extremely critical. And she's calling for uh, you know a lot of uh, different types of messages to be put out by different officials to in a way uh, have a, a coordinated push with different faces that people recognize and respect uh, leading that charge. But here's the mayor uh, talking about what the approach has been. Uh, to those, you know, pick up basketball games or to those neighborhood uh, uh, barbecue uh, parties that may be happening. I think if the police go out there, break it up, I think they view it in a different aspect. So we are pursuing that with regards to having uh, some medical outreach people to partner with the police department as they go out there and uh, try to break up those gatherings and educate them. What about basketball games? With the pickup basketball games or what have you, uh, you know, it's all through the droplets and things of that nature. So you might think, oh, we're keeping our distance, playing horse or whatever. But if I pass the ball and it has my sweat on it, the other person catching it automatically got it if I had COVID. So we'll hear more about this. And in particular, we'll also hear kind of the um, response from law enforcement about these pickup basketball games, about these uh, barbecue uh, gatherings that may be happening, because there seems to be a little confusion as to what is allowed and what's not allowed uh, and also what's allowed, but maybe not advisable, but it's also not enforceable. So we'll get to that clarity as well uh, coming up here with the Council Roundup. Yeah, and a little bit of disproportion, too, because it seems like law enforcement is saying, eh, it's not too big of a problem, but aldermen are saying their phones are ringing off the hook. Uh, we've been hearing a lot about uh, messaging, getting people to understand the stay-at-home orders. Uh, and we'll also hear about, uh, well, what the, the mayor's going to be doing about this. Uh, so we heard about ba- uh, pick-up base- basketball games, um, neighborhood uh barbecue parties, uh, house parties, and so on, uh, and a lot of concern about uh, how do we enforce that type of thing. Uh, the chief uh, last night, uh, the fire chief, Alan Riney, uh, talked a bit about, well, some of the things that uh, yeah, they're having to do uh, to, to get the message across to people. 
You're gonna, the police are gonna give you a- Here's Alderwoman Turner. You're gonna, the police are gonna give you a ticket for $50 and I'm not gonna pay it. You know, that it, there just has to be some kind of uh, carrot and a stick here. Uh, and just, that's just one woman's opinion. I don't know. And we'll hear about uh, the possible enforcement there, uh, but here's the fire chief. You know, you can you can shoot a video on an iPhone now, but you can't make people watch it unless you get it onto their iPhones. And it's about the messaging and how, uh, you know, you can put it out there during a city council meeting, Chris, but, I mean, yeah, people don't it, listen it, to it, the it, city it, council it, meeting. Yeah, I know. They don't listen to the city council <laughs> meeting and they don't listen to, I, I, I like I said earlier, I think if you've been under a rock, yeah. you know, in, in less than the last 30 days, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You're just choosing not to do it. Yeah, and uh, Alderwoman Turner also put out there um, a call to other I guess you can call them social influencers. I suggested people like people from the Sacred Heart Griffin basketball team, mm-hmm. people from the uh, 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 Channel football team, people from the Lanphier High School basketball team. I mean, you know, people that young people know, respect, and can identify with. Those are the people that we need to have out with this message on their iPhones and, and um, sharing it. Yeah. Uh, so I would imagine we're going to see a lot more kind of um, homemade public service announcements. Yes. <laughs> People just, you know, they have no video experience whatsoever. They're just going to slap something together. And, it's okay. Sometimes uh, that's the best video. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, look at Norm MacDonald. He's racking it up right hilarious. now. Uh, here's Alderman Hanauer about uh, just the overall idea of enforcement of this. Do we have the ability to find someone if they don't follow the, the what's in the declaration? Yeah. yeah Corporation Council can go over uh, one that we're going to issue tomorrow, but We'll hear more about that here in a moment. Back to the mayor. Chief Winslow's taking great strides with making sure that we protect our police force because if our police force is not protected, nobody's protected. And so that's one of the things they've been pushing is, you know, call 911 for emergencies, right? Because they want police to not have to go and go to unnecessary calls because each call, then they're going to have to change their PPEs and sure. uh, And that's in short supply. And that's again, something else that uh, the fire chief last night touched on in, uh, uh, he said that they actually go out and they, at the end of a budget year, they buy PPEs in bulk. So we just had a budget year wrap up. They just bought a whole bunch in bulk, but he said they're starting to burn through it pretty quick. But just for example, our gloves, uh, you know, we we probably had nine months worth of gloves, mm. but now you're wearing, you're wearing them more often. You're decontaminating the apparatus with them. You're decontaminating the workplace. Normally on, uh, normally our station cleaning, the deep cleaning was done every Saturday. That's being done every day. So that's going to do a, a big difference to make sure that uh, the firefighters are staying safe and first responders are staying safe as well but they've also got shortages in other areas like gowns we do have uh, we do have backups when we run out of gowns we can go to more expensive uh, light hazmat suits for lack of a better word uh, they can be deconned but that can only happen so many times and- so what we're hearing here is you know the, the various officials responding to um, the aldermen and their questions about enforcement, about messaging, about equipment, about testing, and about the numbers. Alderman Sean Gregory, he broached the issue of a curfew, Chris. Yeah. We haven't had that. The mayor has the ability to call one, but we haven't had that issued yet. Here's uh, Alderman Sean Gregory. You know, I'll just be honest with you. We did talk uh, about curfew and you know, things like that nature, we threw it around a little bit just, just to see uh, what we do, you know, what, what we what we can do, um, because we want to definitely take steps to, uh, 
you know, to, to, to make sure we keep our community safe. And, you know, we, we need to you know put all options on the table and discuss them. That, that opens up a whole new can of worms, the curfew. Yeah. You know, they're right. having checkpoints. Yeah, and, well, uh, well, you know, and the enforcement mechanism yeah. kicks up uh, exponentially. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and when you have a curfew, then you could possibly bring in the National Guard. And is that really what we want to see is National Guard troops rolling down the street telling, you know, <laughs> Telling people right. I can't have a pickup basketball game for crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but Fire Chief Riney, he, I think he he came at this with a level-headed approach. Uh, he really did. I mean, he was impressive last night. I'm not sure what that solves. So we've been, and he's talking about a curfew. I'm not sure what that solves. I'm more worried about people that are out and about at 5 p.m. that shouldn't be than I am about somebody out at 5 a.m. Yeah, I, I was out running this morning. It was four o'clock in the morning. I'm by myself. Running outside, if there was a curfew in place in my village, I could get picked up and sure. hauled off to some sure. you know uh, detention facility or something just for being out running before five o'clock. So yeah. he really made it clear that you know there's a difference between what we're experiencing now. It's a public health emergency versus what it would be with like civil unrest if there was like a rebellion or something like right. that, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's when a curfew would really be instrumental in in trying to maintain order. Uh, but what we have right now is just merely, uh, you know, it's a public health issue. People need to better understand that. And I think that's why a lot of the aldermen were talking about messaging sure. and getting that across. Yeah, exactly. And I, Alderman Turner has it right. You know, I mean, the chief and Alderman Turner have it absolutely right. You know, go out for the social messaging. Because even if you bring in the fines, bring in the curfews and whatever, the, these these people are scofflaws. They're not taking it seriously yeah. and they won't pay the fine anyway. And. To the issues of pickup basketball games and to the issues of people dragging their barbecue pit or whatever out and onto their driveway and having like a neighborhood barbecue, here's the the police chief, Kenny Winslow, uh, talking about, well, you know, we're getting calls about people violating the stay-home order, but really they're not violating the stay-home order. That revolves around compliance and education. And as a last resort, uh, someone will be issued a notice to appear or notice to arrest you to appear in court. We've been dealing with the state attorney's office and our legal advisor on this since day one. And to be frank, the orders were just way too, too liberal, to be, to be honest. Um, people have called, they've interjected things that aren't in the order. For example, a basketball game is not a violation of the order if it's on their own private property, on their driveway, et cetera. If they want to have a basketball game with less than 10 people, they can do it. It may not be the wisest choice, but they're allowed to do that. Other things that are allowed but may not be advised. Uh, one is barbecues on a, barbecues on a driveway, neighborhood barbecues. Uh, they can have a neighborhood barbecue as long as there's less than 10 people there. may not be the wisest idea, but they're allowed to do those type of things. And these are the type of calls that we're getting sent to. Uh, some are violations, some are not. So, again, it's also about allocation of physical resources, right? right? Uh, should police be going to um, a couple of people playing horse in their, in their sure. driveway? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, they, or should they instead focus on you know a shooting that happened uh, on well, the other side of town? Right, right. Obviously, yeah, you want to focus on the shooting. But again, the chief is right. You know, if it's less than ten, yeah, you know, it's, it's within so, the, it's within the law. I think it goes within with a lot of the people that are turning these people in and complaining. They need to do some counting. You know, count. Yeah, the, and they really do. There, and, yeah. uh, and, and again, we we don't want to overload the police with unnecessary calls. We'd mm -hmm. rather them focus on uh, you know ensuring public safety and. Uh, tracking down crimes and whatnot, they they don't necessarily need to go out to every you know uh, group of people that's at a park 
uh, if it's less than 10. And they're already out patrolling looking for these things anyways, you know, and right. they have the, the knowledge that, well, if it's 10 or more, then it's in violation. Uh, we got a few more things that I definitely want to get to here in a bit, uh, but here's a little uh, kind of levity moment, uh, and a lot of the aldermen were pushing for Mayor Langfelder to make his own public service announcement, uh, and here's Alderman Sean Gregory. They, they, they want to see you, Mayor. They want to see you get cradled, get out there with the little bitty white legs and run around in that backyard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes they want to see me. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> Those little white legs running around. Gosh. Unbelievable. Um, Alderwoman DeCenso uh, talking about some of the things she's seen so far. I went to Walgreens for the first time since the lockdown, and um, I was the only one in there with a mask. No one social distancing. And she uh, had other stories. We we have to we have to take a, a stronger stance, or this is just going to get worse. Now, uh, what is that stronger stance? Chris, we're going to hear about that today, likely, sure. from yeah. the mayor's office, uh, an order coming down. Here's the Corporation Council, Jim Zirkel, talking about what that could be. It's going to be a follow-up executive order, I think, tomorrow, really complementing what the state has done vis-a-vis the, uh, to try to assist with the uh, police officers' enforcement of both the size of uh, uh, gatherings and then also spacing with with the uh, stores and so on. But that has been a process that's been going on over the last few days vis-a-vis with like Chief Winslow and so on and looking at what other cities are doing. I think they said normal's looking at it. I'm going to unpack this more yeah. um, and get a better understanding of other cities that are doing this across the state, but it could be something the mayor uh, issues today. Alderman Redpath. Mayor, with the Emergency Powers Act, does he have the authority to initiate those without us, without the city council's approval? Um, we will look at that, and I'll be able to let you know more about that tomorrow. I'm not, Some of the other- I'm not fighting it. I think he should do it. If, if, he, if he has the authority, I think he should do it. And uh, final comment here, um, Alderman Hanauer, uh, this is a pretty um, striking comment uh, to, to consider. It kind of goes along with what I was talking about with you earlier, how there is a sentiment out there of when's enough enough? Uh, are people going to get restless? Are they going to be just yeah. fed up with this whole thing? Uh, here's Alderman Hanauer. You th- don't think there's compliance now? Wait until at the end of the month. If they extend this, people are going to go crazy. Because people are ready to get back to work. I really believe that. You wouldn't think so, but they're ready to get back to work. And uh, I think that with it, we got to get better numbers and we got to get some testing down here. And somebody needs to stand up and scream and say, we need testing down here. We need to know what the numbers are. Other things they did last night, other than talk about um, coronavirus response, they passed uh, several ordinances. One of them uh, is for yard and uh, leaf and branch pickup. Uh, it's like a $700,000 ordinance. They didn't even sneeze at that. They passed that, I think, unanimously. Sure. So, uh, they're still spending money. They're still operating the city, but they also are still focused on uh, coronavirus, getting the message out. And uh, again, you'll hear today from the mayor, likely uh, a order to allow for civil penalties. How much those civil penalties will be, not sure. But that's your council roundup.